0: welcome to a new edition of the neon jazz interview series with legendary jazz saxophonist Bobby Watson on the 2022 CD, Back Home in Kansas City, and upcoming live shows. His retirement in 2020 coincided with the pandemic, where he found himself with plenty of time to reflect on Kansas City's importance and his distinctive sound. This project comes from the rich jazz heritage of his Kansas City hometown, featuring an all-star quintet. He gets into all of this in his upcoming January 15th, 2023, 7 p.m. Winterlude concert on the campus of Johnson County Community College at the Midwest Trust Center. We get into so much in this interview. Dig his insight and wisdom. Enjoy.
1: Yeah, Joe, yeah, yeah. I absolutely love the brand new album. Thank you. Yeah, it's such a a wonderful tribute to Kansas City, and I'm curious about how you put this album together and how it feels, you know, kind of now that we're coming out of this pandemic and things are opening up.
2: Well, uh, the, the title, Back Home in Kansas City, it's uh, more of a uh, kind of a philosophy. I mean, being back home gave me a chance to slow down, you know. It's like uh, coming off the road, getting a chance to slow down, do some inner inner uh, uh and then the, the pandemic on top of that, and then retiring. Uh, you know, 20 years at UMKC and uh, the whole lifestyle out here gave me a chance to slow down and reflect, reflect on my sound, uh, what I want to play, uh, how I play it. So the one thing,
1: too, that I noticed, this lineup with Jeremy Pelt, Cyrus Chestnut, Curtis Lundy, and, and Carmen Lundy, what a wonderful lineup. There's such a good, tight, rich sound. Talk to me about what it was like to get all of them in a room to make this special album. Yes, and don't forget Victor Jones on drums. There were yeah. so many on there I
2: lost track. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Carmen and Curtis and I we'd go back to the University of Miami you know, in the uh, uh, mid-70s. You know, I was going to school down there. That's where I met them. You know, and uh, that was like you know, started our relationship. We had a band together uh, called, called Nimbus. <laughs> and that's, that was the first time uh, I started working uh, uh, six nights a week, you know. And that was very important to my development uh, because, you know, i have been practicing up until that point, you know, a lot every day as young people do. And I grew a lot during that period. And, uh, sort of a reunion. I mean, we've been close, uh, with Carmen and Curtis, and even his brother, and his, his mother, uh, God rest her soul. So it was like, that part of it was very special, uh, to have Carmen, uh, sing on the Our Love Remains. And then Cyrus, uh I've known him since he was with Betty Carter and uh we've done a few things together over the years and uh watched each other grow and evolve. And if, like of course Curtis, as I said, uh we met down at University of Miami and we've been together almost fifty years now. And uh and then v- Victor Jones, he was another one that uh been on the scene, played with Stan Getz and Lou Donaldson and Larry Young and all kinds of folks, and um, it was a great. We've been having a mutual admiration society for years, and uh, to bring him in, you know, because he's 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 coming. He's from that generation. I am. We we were around the giants, you know, Curtis and I, Carmen. With Mary Lou Williams, and she was around. We were all around those giants when they were still alive, you know. And so we have that connection, and Cyrus as well, you know. And they 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 helped raise us, and so it was a beautiful thing. Jeremy um, was someone who I've uh, gotten to know over the years and uh, done a few things together with him. He's a great trumpet player. And he's got this uh, um, series out, uh, books that he's putting out, um, that he's put out uh, of interviews with different uh, musicians. Um, oh, boy. The, the titles, Grio. Uh, and he's got the volume three, so he interviewed me for one of the volumes. I think he's gonna have volume four and five. I mean, he's got already over 90 interviews that he's trying to get put out, you know? <laughs> he's a very uh, scholarly cat too, you know, and very interested in uh, preserving uh, the history and legacy from, from uh, uh, the musician's standpoint, you know? Yeah, So it was a really warm feeling at the date, and uh, uh, Smoke Sessions records with Paul Stash and Damon Smith, they've been really cool with me. Uh, this is my third record with them, uh, and it's just been wonderful. I'm, I'm so, uh, thankful for them uh, uh, keeping me out there, and uh, all the records have done really well and uh, uh you know they're they're independent label but they have the club attached to their label and um uh, it's wonderful. I you know I'll be going back up there in March to play at the club again and uh before we did the record uh we did a couple nights in the club and then went into the studio so it's a, it's a nice nice little arrangement that he has up there in New York, you know.
1: You know, from the outside looking in, when I heard this album come out, I'm thinking, you know, you are you retired at the end of 20 years, a wonderful, stellar 20 years of really putting wonderful casts out, not only into Kansas City, but into the world. And, you know, we go through this pandemic right at that point, and now we're yeah. coming out of it, the world's opening up, and you have this album packed home in Kansas City. It just seems like a perfect timing, a perfect melding. This is the moment for an album with the title Kansas City to come out to Bobby Watson. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we were, uh, uh, you know, I'm searching for
2: a title. Uh, the title cut is Back Home in Kansas City, which is a, a play on the song Back Home in Indiana, which Bird wrote called Donna Lee. So it's like a, a, you know, kind of thing like that, you know. Uh, it, it references Donnelly, you can kind of hear a little Donnelly in the, in the melody. But it's, uh, it's got some twists and turns in it, you know. And, um uh, I was able to have, uh, uh, Kevin Wilmot do the, the liner notes. He's at KU, uh, the director, uh, uh, I think he, he won a, he won an Oscar. Uh, and also, um uh, Diallo French, who did the record, uh, the, the cover shot and stuff. He's east from Kansas City. So it was just like a kind of a thing like uh back home in Kansas City, uh this is what I've got by being able to slow down, uh, get a get a nice little house, I have a backyard, uh got a little dog I can walk, you know, and uh and just you know, because, like uh I was listening to an interview One of the uh, NBA uh, uh, players, and he was talking about it too. When he retired from the NBA, it took him a minute to slow down. You know, because when you're on the road, you you get this get this rhythm going and this momentum and this energy because you're going one city to the next. You know, and I've been doing that my uh, you know since 1977, just going out traveling, you know, packing, unpacking uh not unpacking when you get home cuz you know you got to go out so you know doing laundry etc cetera, etc cetera, just being on the road and you get into that groove and that becomes like the norm but then all of a sudden coming back home to Kansas City I had a chance to slow down and 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 and, and uh uh kind of smell the roses a little bit and uh uh, uh, uh enjoy some of the things that I worked so hard for, uh, being at the university, uh, being able to have care and a steady paycheck, and being able to be more selective over the last 20 years with my performances, which allowed me not to have to take everything. Because when I was in New York, I was, I was taking everything. My calendar would be full, you know? I was at an apex, cr- critical mass, I, I mean, You know, I could work every day of the year if I wanted to. But it was like uh, coming back here, kind of stepping away, you know, so they can, like, you kind of have to disappear so you can reappear, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And and become more selective and um, just sort of uh, enjoy being home and being a, a pillar of the community as well. You know, knowing the mayor you know, the the past several mayors, starting with Cle, uh, Cleaver, uh and uh up to Fly James and now the, the current mayor and knowing judges and uh and a congressman and you know, just sort of sort of uh, being a spokesman uh for this town in terms of uh, the music, you know. When you when you're in New York, you're part of a, a community. You know you're one of the cats, you know, so it's like village, but uh here I come back and it's a, a it's it's a community of musicians here but but my uh position is a little different, you know what I mean? Because I get called on to uh do public speaking uh uh do lectures uh talks on things here uh concerning the music and uh I've done things at the Kaufman Center with the Kansas City Symphony, uh, with the Kansas City Ballet. Um, It's just, you know, it's just been different. The theater, you know, here, writing music for theater. And um, it's just opened up other opportunities here, being back home in Kansas City. And I think it's kind of a reflection of that in my playing in order to be able to relax and play because Kansas City has a, uh, a very, uh, educated jazz audience here, very knowledgeable. So you meet people who knew Bird, uh, you know, uh, Aladine, yeah. uh, different people here, Lucky, uh, all kind of cats here that, you know, were here during that time. There's a lot of history down there on 18th and Vine. And, uh you know, so it's been really cool, you know, uh, to kind of breathe, you know, uh, hear the train, hear the trains.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, yeah. Well, and, and you've got a show coming up here in January, the Winterlude, at Johnson yeah. County Community College, January 15th. What's that going to mm-hmm. be like? Are, are you looking forward to that? Yes, I am. Uh, because,
2: uh, all three of the guys, uh, Roger Wilder, Jeff Harshbarger, and uh, Mike Warren, uh, those, are, I've done uh, many, many gigs, uh, over the last 20 years with those guys. And so, uh, the, they know my, they know my music. I'm going to try to do some stuff from, uh, uh, the album Check Cashing Day, and as well as some of, uh, other Uh, well-known songs from my uh, uh, songbook, you know, and I'm really looking forward to that. You know, it's, it's, that's another thing, being back here, I've been able to like kind of, I got a band that I can call on and uh, we don't have to rehearse. They got my music already, been had it for years and we just get together and make it happen.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this show and the album is all a testament to everything coming back to life. From your perspective of looking at Kansas City and even abroad, how do you see everything coming back? Now that COVID's slowed down, people are getting back out, are you happy with the way that you see the jazz is coming back and the world's waking up?
2: Yes, extremely. You know, because when I retired in 2020, that was the uh, centennial of Charlie Parker. And so I had all kind of gigs lined up, you know, 100 Years, Charlie Parker, Alto, I Play Alto. I I am from Kansas City, I live in Kansas City. It was like a perfect storm. So I had all these different gigs and we had we had done a record with Vincent Herring called Bird at 100 with Gary Barks and myself uh on smoke and um we were we were all set to go. You know, and the stuff just, and we we're, were coming off the centennial of our Blakey. So we had some of that stuff to finish as well. And it, it just all went boom, 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 like dominoes. and just all went away. So, you know, it's so good to have things coming back and uh, being able to travel again uh, with the vaccines. People are buying into all that stuff and still being conscious with their mask, most people. And uh, I'm just, it's, it, that year was like uh, 9-11, man. The world changed. So, uh, to 2020, the world changed. So, we're coming back with a new uh sensibility and a new uh, consciousness now. And I think it's going to be good.
0: It is it's
2: been going good for me so far.
1: Well, and the one thing I noticed, there's a new lounge, that's opened up, the Uptown Lounge. It just seems like of all of the cities here in in the country, Kansas City keeps on keeping on. The clubs stayed open. More clubs are opening up. It seems like there's a strength and vitality. Cats are coming into Kansas City. There's just such a good crop. There's a good vibe going on here. Oh, yes. I mean, so many of our students at
2: UOKC from different cities in Missouri and around the country They've come here and, uh, they've made this their home. Cause there's a lot of, uh, good music and opportunities for young folks. And the, uh, older cats here have embraced them. And, uh, like Lottie McFadden, uh, with his club that opened, uh, I think he's got like one, he's got two of my students in his, in his band. Jack Beeson and, uh, uh, uh Andrew Olette. You know, they went to UMKC. So it's beautiful to see how everything is evolving. And uh, Kansas, you know, the Paris of the Plains, man. You know, yeah. it's a it, this is a jazz city, man. Jazz and blues, you know.
1: Absolutely. Bobby, it's always great to catch up. Thank you for opening up about the album. Have a wonderful holiday and a wonderful 2023, sir. I appreciate it. Oh, you as well, Joe. Thank
0: you. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Kansas City and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Bobby for his brilliance, his time, and making Kansas City such a cool joint to live in. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit NeonJazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the NeonJazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon
2: Jazz.